You're listening to Sermon Audio from Grace Mosaic, a congregation of the Grace DC Network in Northeast DC. For more information about our church, visit us online at gracemosaic.org. How do you make room for a king? How do you make room for a king? The text of Exodus tells us that the people brought precious metals such as gold, silver, and bronze. They brought costly fabrics such as blue and purple and scarlet yarns, fine twisted linen. They brought tanned skins, acacia wood, spiced oils, and fragrant incense. They brought gemstones. But the text shows us that the most important thing that they brought, the most precious and meaningful gift that they gave, was a willing heart. Every man whose heart moves him, everyone whose heart stirred him, all who were of a willing heart, such phrases pepper the story of how God would come to dwell in their midst. Just a few chapters earlier, we heard of a king who had a hardened heart. But now on this side of the Sea of Reeds, we see a people that has a collective willing heart. Willing hearts, you'll notice in the text, supplied the resources and willing hearts accomplished the work. Every single solitary member of the community by the end of our collected passages participated in the work. Willing hearts supplied the resources. Willing hearts accomplished the work. Accomplished the work of making room for heaven and earth to touch. Justice and mercy to kiss. God and man to meet. It's no accident that at the center of this account is lavish generosity flowing from willing hearts. When we read this, we are made to marvel at the outpouring of generosity from the people of God. That the people brought much more than enough for doing the work that the Lord commanded them to do. We're meant to read this and marvel at the way that redemption works in the hearts of people. We're meant to marvel at the way that redemption has touched and shaped and formed this people that just a short while ago, were slaves living under the pantheon of Egyptian gods. That quickly, that powerfully, the work of redemption took shape in the hearts of the people such that they were pouring out lavish generosity to see the work of God accomplished, to see God's presence established on the earth through the tabernacle. The Lord is saying that it is by this beautiful combination willing hearts, and lavish generosity, that I may dwell in their midst. The text is telling us, this is how you make room for a king. But the more mysterious question for us this morning, the question emerging from the story of Scripture is, how does a king make room for us? Because soon the story will tell of a people bringing sin and greed rather than gold and silver, a people bringing cheap idolatry rather than costly fabrics, a people bringing twisted hearts rather than twisted linen. By the time 
we get to the age of the prophets. By the time we get to the end of the Old Testament account, we're seeing a very different story. The people have decisively unwilling hearts. Decisively unwilling hearts. They were now unwilling to trust in the love of God. They were now unwilling to believe the promises of God. They were now unwilling to submit to his rule and reign. They were now unwilling to be his people in the world. And it's one thing to look at the people of Israel to see how their willing hearts became unwilling hearts. But it's another thing to see that same impulse within ourselves and among our community. The more important question for you and I this morning is not whether the Israelites had willing or unwilling hearts. The question is, do you have a willing heart? Do you have a willing heart, a soft heart? Or is your heart growing calloused? Is your heart growing unfeeling? Are you sliding down the hill, seeing the scratch marks in the ground? Or are you on a quick sled down the mountain because of an unwilling heart? Of course, if we're honest, we all know what it's like to have an unwilling heart. We all know that if you catch us in the right moment, you will catch us with an unwilling heart. This is where we find Israel at the end of the Old Testament story, and this is where we find ourselves on more days than we want to admit. But it's at this point, beloved, that we are prepared for the fulfillment of it all. And we come to see how it is that a king makes room for us. John tells us in his gospel that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, tabernacled among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The story comes to its beautiful climax in the willing heart of Father, Son, and Spirit. That's where this text is going. The Father brought his plan and his Son. The Son brought his life, his righteousness, his death, burial, and resurrection. And the Spirit brought his transforming power as a gift to us. This is how the king makes room for us. It was the willing heart of the father that supplied the resources for the work. And it was the willing heart of the son of God that accomplished the work. And it's the willing heart of the spirit that has made room for God to not only dwell with us, but to dwell within us. It was the willing heart of God that made room for heaven and earth to touch, for justice and mercy to kiss, and for God and man to meet once again in Christ Jesus. It's no accident that at the center of the gospel accounts is lavish generosity flowing from a willing heart. And when we see the beauty and power of the gospel, we are made to marvel at the outpouring, that Jesus brought much more than enough to accomplish the work that the Father gave him to do. More than enough to pardon our sins. 
more than enough to set us free, more than enough to satisfy our souls, more than enough to adopt us into his family, more than enough to make this whole world new, more than enough to carry you through difficult marriages, more than enough to bring you to humble submission under the mighty hand of God, more than enough to cause the virtues of Jesus to show up in your life, more than enough to serve your neighbors, more than enough to bear a cross and deny yourself, more than enough to give of your resources, more than enough to shepherd your children rather than hollering at them all the time, more than enough to get outside of your own selfish boundaries, more than enough to give till it hurts. But really to find that there's no hurt at all because to know God, to be in union with Christ is to say, I never made a sacrifice. More than enough. Our God is more than enough. Our, more, our God gives more than enough. He provides more than enough. He accomplished more than enough. And that's good news for us this morning. Here's the deal. In the gospel, the question mark, how does a king make room for us, becomes an exclamation point. How the king has made room for us. That's where this story is pointing us. It's the illusions that lead us to Jesus Christ, the God who tabernacles among us. And his longing is to make room enough for us. This is what he has done in the gospel. He has made room enough for us in his love to become a willing people once again. What do you do with that unwilling heart? Within your breast, you must come before the good news of God's grace. The good news of a love that cannot quit, that cannot be exhausted. Mercies that cannot be numbered any sooner than the grains of sand on all the seashores of this world could be numbered. To know a love that cannot be exhausted any more than a Dixie cup could empty the ocean. To know this love is to know that there is room Enough in the love of God for sinners and failures. Room enough for the weak and the broken. There is room enough in the love of God to make an unwilling heart willing. Willing to be his people in the world. Willing to trust in his love. Willing to believe his promises. Willing to submit to his rule and his reign. Willing to follow him in lavish generosity so that there's more than enough to accomplish the work before us. Willing to serve. Willing to sing and worship. Willing to pray. Willing to rest. Willing to trust. Willing to abide in him. Until that day when with the Apostle John, we hear that loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. May we know this hope in our souls and may this hope purify us and make us willing day to day. May it shape our prayers and our parenting. 
May it shape our marriages and our work. May we find God's grace resulting in a new willingness. Make it your prayer that God would make you willing. God can do a lot with very little. He has proven all through his story. Imagine, begin to dream about what God might do with you and through you. Should you long for and pray for and find a willing heart. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Grace Mosaic. For more information about our church, visit us online at gracemosaic.org.